if you can really, really have the discipline to honor what you want most versus what you want in the moment, then you can see such beautiful success going in the long run. This is Sweat the Details, a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. A podcast made for women by women that puts our training journeys, goals, and mindset at the center. I'm Tamara Pridgett. And I'm Adrienne Herbert. Every episode, we'll hear from athletes, trainers, and experts who will give us insights into how our bodies and minds work together in training and competition. In today's episode, we're talking about strength training. We're diving into how we can protect our bodies and build muscle through lifting weights. Our guest today is Monica Jones. Yes, Monica crushes it in everything that she does from her mindset to strength training to boxing to inspiring others to go a little further. Monica really does do it all. She absolutely does. Adrian, you and I are also trainers, so the three of us have a lot in common when it comes to fitness. We all know the importance of incorporating strength training into a fitness routine. Yes, absolutely. And the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research confers the importance of strength training in a study looking at the effects of combined strength and endurance training in young women. They found that in nine weeks with 27 training sessions with women between the age of 25 to 30 with low activity levels, strength and endurance training induced significant health benefits, including 8.5 maximal oxygen uptake. Yeah, I love that study. I love any study that just like really shows people the benefits of strength training because I do think it is a training modality that has a lot of benefits for any type of training that you do, Um, like increasing your bone mass, your lean muscle mass, improved body composition. It also improves your cardiovascular fitness, your strength. Like I've even read studies that say it improves your well-being. So there are so many benefits of strength training that also work with any other type of training that you do. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also seeing the stats and the numbers is really, really helpful for people because often I think when we talk about the health benefits of certain types of training, it can be quite generic. And we just say to people, there's loads of benefits. But actually, I think, yes, sometimes giving people like, why am I doing this? If this is something that we want to become a behavior, you know, a certain type of training and actually sticking with it and making activity and training a part of people's lives, then I really think it's important to have that knowledge. And it's quite motivating, I think, to know this is how this is going to impact my body in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we definitely dive into that in this episode. So I'm really excited to hear from Monica about all the ways that strength training has impacted her life uh, physically, but also in general. So let's just get right into it. Are you ready to talk with Monica? I am so ready. Let's do this. Hey, Monica, welcome to Sweat the Details. We are super excited to have you on the pod. We have a lot to talk about, so let's just jump into it. Can you tell us about your journey with fitness and boxing and strength training and how you've gotten to where you're at today? Oh, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I am a performance coach now and It's such a blessing to be able to say that. My journey with fitness was one of so many hiccups and discoveries, and those discoveries have fueled me so much in where I am right now. 
high school athletics is what fueled me to really miss and appreciate movement and to transition into my years of going to college and and missing being able to play sports. I started doing things like yoga and I would try to run all the time and I was chasing an aesthetic that I didn't understand quite yet. And as uh, the journey of life took me through that discovery, I was at this turning point where I had to decide, okay, if I want this body, I'm either going to become a personal trainer or I'm going to go into the military. And (laughs) I attempted the military thing by going to ROTC. And I was like, you know, I feel like I can do this in a more empowering way locally. So uh, long story short, I pursued becoming a personal trainer. And even with that education at time frame, I still had to do a lot of internal learning and every chapter was like, okay, this is my chapter for hit. This is my chapter for a half marathon. This is my chapter for boxing, for weight training, group fitness, and every single journey within itself really helped me develop such a love for movement and sharing movement with others. So that's how I got here. Lots of hiccups, lots of Mm self-discovery, and it is so wonderful to be here sitting virtually with you ladies and getting ready to talk about strength training and my journey in general. Yeah, that's awesome. We have so many questions for you. So even the variety there that you talked about and, you know, describing it as that movement, you know, moving our bodies in different ways for different reasons. What was it out of all of those different things that you mentioned, running, yoga, hit, strength, boxing, what was it that drew you to boxing and to strength training specifically? What was it that you enjoyed most about that? So I grew in my sports love playing soccer and lacrosse. I ran indoor track and they're team sports. And I really, really miss that team aspect. You know, you can do group fitness, boxing, which I tried uh, back in like 2015. I didn't enjoy the class. I felt like it wasn't very personal. And so I was lucky to have someone reach out to me and say that they wanted to do mitt work with me. And then it felt like an interactive team thing because I had a coach and then there was me. And it just felt like the sweet science. There's nothing like boxing. It just empowered me in so many ways. And it spoke to the women that I was really looking to speak to. And that is where I guess you could call my career of influence really took off. Just sharing that journey and discovering that I found a way to be an athlete again that didn't require me to step on a field. It didn't require me to compete just yet, but it also held space for that if I wanted it to. Hmm. And, you know, the same went for for weight training. I could go to the gym when I started to discover how important strength was for me. And this was through injury that I discovered that I fractured my hip early on in my personal training career. I was in a car accident and I was amazed at how easy it was for my hip to fracture because I was so young. Hmm. It was like really in my early 20s. And it was because I wasn't doing any weight-bearing exercise at that point. All I was doing was running. And so I started weight training, but I didn't have a coach and I didn't have a trainer. And when that started to shift for me was when I decided to get a coach that was really, really invested in me learning my body, learning my strength and my patterns and becoming better and more regimented at the entire process of gaining strength. So both of them really came from having a coach and and feeling like an athlete again and taking on every realm of that discipline and that lifestyle that it takes to be your best. Hmm. 
Yeah. Strength training is so important. I feel like no matter what type of physical activity you're doing, it's super important. So do you have a favorite type of strength training or do you do a little bit of everything? Yes, I truly do a little bit of everything. Being the program director at BASH, we are hit style boxing conditioning um, and doing strength and conditioning there has been just the light of my life. Being able to create that program day in and day out is something that I am so absolutely fulfilled by. When I see not just the women that come into our studios and I see them start to feel empowered doing bash, picking up dumbbells that are heavier than what they might usually pick up or doing the power portion of our programming, which requires so much triple extension and control and acceleration and deceleration. It lights my heart up. I feel like that's a chapter in my life where I gained some confidence and some excitement for exercise again, doing hit. And I do feel like in athleticism, you know, you kind of have your tears mm-hmm. of I went through the hit and then I started to do a um, hypertrophy program in the gym because we got to get the booty right. And then you get into <laughs> how do I literally get this kinetic chain to just be a well-oiled machine? How yeah. can I pick up this barbell and move it from point A to point B seamlessly with massive amounts of weight on it and, you know, just make it look easy? And then- yeah. Live and thrive in your five to 10 minutes of rest before you try and do it again. That is a, a chapter that I really, really have loved starting to blossom in. Well, you mentioned quite a few different points around, you know, technical elements, but also the word discipline. You know, you talked about that with the boxing and also with the strength. And I'm really interested to hear for you personally, like, where do you feel like that comes from to, I guess, seek something that requires you to have discipline in your life? Is it something that you've cultivated or do you think it's something innate that's just always been in there? Oh, that is such an exciting question. Um, I think it's developed in time in my womanhood. Honestly, I have incredible influence. My parents, they are the most disciplined minorities that formed a team and just gave us everything that they could. But for me, I used to really shy away from things I didn't want to be disciplined in. I, you know, I am a college dropout and I can say it proudly because I found so much passion in what I do now, but I was not the disciplined person. And when I started to understand that even with passion, you can't give more to people if you don't find discipline to do the things that you don't want to do, then I started to really lock in on it. Discipline is the most wonderful quote the highest form of self-love, it's truly understanding that if you can really, really have the discipline to honor what you want most versus what you want in the moment, then you can see such beautiful success going in the long run. So that started to really develop for me. I had to start visualizing and starting to practice seeing myself, the future Mon, being proud of what I decided to do in that moment. And I just want to disrupt what society is teaching people and women and our future generations because discipline really is self-love. It really is so rewarding. I love that. Definitely wasn't innate though. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned earlier, and I feel like it's super important to this conversation, but also your story that you fractured your hip. Can you tell us how you were able to regain strength after such a major injury? Fracturing my hip uh, there was so there was no surgery, and it's so weird how that works. Like it was my pubic ramus, which is like this tiny fracture. However, it, it was painful enough to the point where I was like, okay, I need to get this looked at. And there were elements of 
embarrassment and hurt pride because I had just become a personal trainer at the gym I was at. I had just moved myself down mm-hmm. to Arlington from Anne Arundel County, Maryland. I worked so hard to get there. And then I was the new girl in the gym on crutches. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, people are going to look at me on these crutches and think, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then I also had the elements of my body is not doing the things that I really, really was motivated to do. So I had to lock in and decide on which narrative I was about to believe. And I kept telling myself, hey, it's time to learn yourself. You got hurt because you were missing some element of stability, some element of bone mass density, an element of resistance training. And if I can create that connection now, I can come back better. And if I can share myself getting over this hump, then so many other people who are getting injured in this way can really feel some hope. Mm -hmm. It was truly a blessing in disguise, but that journey was hard. It really Mm -hmm. took a toll on my self-confidence at first. And Mm -hmm. if I didn't practice gratitude, if I didn't slow down and think about what lied ahead for me, then I really wouldn't have been able to stand stronger, literally and metaphorically, after the fact. Yeah. I can completely relate to that. I had hip surgery, felt similar things that you were saying. Um, So with your actual rehab recovery program, were you working with like a physical therapist or a trainer or were you kind of just like freestyling it on your own because you're certified and you have this like knowledge of strength training? Yeah. So this is one of my favorite things to address in my journey of wellness. Mm-hmm. I wanted as much help as I could get. I was going to physical therapy and I had to educate myself more because unfortunately I was just showing up to do things that I could do on my own. And then there wasn't any guidance once I was done there. Mm-hmm. So I just took it to the books. <laughs> I literally took it to the yeah. books and did everything I could <laughs> to uh, bridge the gap between getting back into training and like continuing to care for mm-hmm my weaker points, which Mm. wasn't even just Mm -hmm. from my hips down. It was literally all the way through my spine, how I sat, how I slept, everything um, from my recovery into my nutrition, into my programming. And I've just loved any resource of recovery. I'm all about it. And I've Mm. really, really come across some incredible practitioners along the way. And they have changed my mindset on injury recovery, that it's literally not something that should just feel good or feel like nothing. It is something that's a little bit invasive and it's tough, but I really appreciate that learning experience. Hmm. I think for anyone listening who's either had an injury or who is injured right now, I think there's really, for me anyway, two key takeaways from what you're saying. One being that it's so frustrating, whatever the injury is. And, you know, you said it knocks your confidence. It impacts how you feel about, you know, the frustration of not being able to do what you want to do. But secondly, you know, it's kind of a really empowering message, I think, to say to people, you know what, you can go here, you can ask there, but take that responsibility on yourself and to say, you know what, I'm going to get advice and I'm going to get help, but I'm going to read, I'm going to learn because what works for you might be slightly different for me. And I'm going to do these things to take me on that journey to recovery. Yes. Yeah. Even with my background as a collegiate athlete, as a personal trainer, someone who's worked as a top, like experts and fitness. No one believed me about my injury. Like it took me six months to convince them that like I had a labral tear. It took me so long to just like get someone to give me an MRI, all of these things. So it's such a fight. 
Yeah. It, and it's like, at the end of the day, we always know our body better than anybody else. So anyone listening, remember that. Yes. We obviously have talked a lot about strength training and your journey, but how has strength training improved your confidence and your self-image? From a physical standpoint, my posture, I mean, I'm standing proud. There's so much to my stature now because I know exactly what built it. I built it and the investment of my time, my emotions, um, and just, you know, the discipline. There's so much that's gone into it that has literally improved me physically. But my confidence has increased so much because I've dedicated time and energy to myself. And I deemed myself worthy of hiring a coach and having them push me. And I also decided to stand beside the best athletes that I could to make it happen. And knowing myself and understanding myself in that process has increased my confidence as a woman drastically and dramatically. And it's so beautiful to see that my community also sees that in me, whether it's on social media or the people that stand beside me. Mm. The confidence is just incredible. And it, it literally comes from investing in myself. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, social media and the community and also showing up. And I think something that I definitely see from you is leading by example and saying, you know, like you mentioned empathy, you know, I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm doing it too. And you also use social media, you've spoken and used your platform to talk about social justice issues such as Black Lives Matter. So how and why did you feel that using your platform, using your voice, and I guess the kind of crossover between your message in fitness and also your message in activism? It just clicked one day where I was, you know, I've been at this for years and I want to empower women. And I also want to show them what strength can do, what getting uncomfortable mm. can do. And then just when George Floyd was, you know, wrongfully murdered and when it just shocked the world, I immediately had to speak on the Black men in my life, including my father, the love of my life, anyone that I absolutely love and hold dear. And I had to start to speak on why it is I am who I am. And that is because of those people in my life. So if anybody loves and appreciates me, if anyone loves to follow me, to interact with me, you know, has developed any sort of relationship with me, then they have those men to thank. And they absolutely cannot turn a blind eye to who I am, the color of my skin, and how it very, very much defines the person that I am. And so with that, I had to just speak up. And health activism in the way that I've decided to share on social media has actually become the greatest passion point for me because I was always encouraging women to take care of themselves. But you absolutely cannot fight your best fight if you don't put yourself first. And so at the most molecular level, that's still my messaging and it still carries through in that. But then there there becomes the topics of, okay, well, now that we're taking care of ourselves, what can we do to dedicate just a moment or, you know, just our effort into doing that for other people? Mm -hmm. These messages that you've been sharing about social activism and health activism, have they been received positively by your community since you're going beyond just like sharing fitness related content? 
they have been massively received well and the support has been incredible. That is definitely the result of always living by the same principles. And although it wasn't in every single thing that I posted in the past, like, you know, black girl fitness, Blasian fitness, I wasn't going off about being specific. I was just living as the example. But then when it got very specific, it it shined through so much. It was just such a blessing. And the negativity that I did receive, there were conversations that helped us both grow. And I feel really blessed to say that, you know, mm. there's a couple ways you can go. You can respond with negativity to someone and get into an argument, or you can literally open up your heart, open up your ears and be willing to go back and forth constructively and have that conversation. And that that was a huge area of growth for me, which I really appreciate. And I'm sure it was a huge area of growth for that couple of people. Hmm. Positivity has come from it. And I never turn a blind eye to the negatives because we must learn from them. The mindfulness has been just an incredible evolution for me. That is the perfect place to take a short break, but then we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sweat the Details. And so for anyone listening who is thinking, okay, this sounds awesome, and they are looking to maybe get started for the first time, what would your message be to them? Come on down to Bash Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, there are a few steps you can take to try and get into your realm of fitness. And I think that Obviously, there are a lot of things we can consume on our timeline and just with general media. If you find something that resonates and looks fun to you, definitely schedule out a time to go and try it out. Another cool thing you can do is just call upon your friends, family members, someone to come and do that with you. It's always nice to share that experience, that accountability, and also that comfort in person that you already know can help a lot. There's so many ways to approach that, but you have to put yourself in a mindset of, fun, enjoyment, and fulfillment, what is going to lead you there? And if you can get your foot in the door there, then it starts to open up so much more confidence and so many more possibilities. It just creates a habit. It creates a lifestyle and it becomes so fulfilling. But no matter what, this life is so precious. Do not do things that are not fulfilling because Mm -hmm. we can go to the gym and try to force ourselves to put on a good playlist and lift up some weights. But if it's not sustainable because we don't enjoy it, then it's time to find something else. And maybe you'll work up to that. But do what really serves you and and brings joy into your life is definitely my number one piece of advice when it comes to wellness. Absolutely. If someone is specifically interested in starting like powerlifting, what advice do you have for them? The basics are everything. No matter what, you're going to start by learning how you can balance on one foot. And then how you can change directions from there. And then you might pick up an item and move it in a different direction. Stable to unstable. And then you're going to want to start to increasing weight. And just trust that process. Sometimes we get so caught up in seeing what the beautiful top level movement is. And we don't want to do the work that it takes to get there. It is absolutely necessary. So trust your process and really get in tune with what it is you're doing. I've had a lot of clients before in the personal training space that they show up, they don't want to think about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to think about it. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge what you're doing right now and how great you're doing it or how you can improve at it so that when you go home, you eat what you need to eat to fuel you at getting better at that. 
And then when you go to sleep, you get enough sleep so you can return and progress. You have to think about it a little bit and you have to understand yourself and get help, of course, obviously. It's time to get a coach for sure. Yeah, that's where my mind was that for sure, because I think for some people that is the barrier when it comes to lifting or, you know, the equipment. So I think that, you know, getting a coach for sure and knowing that, as you said, there's a process, there's steps to getting you there. It's not just, okay, go for it and do it on your own. So Monica, what does your lifting program look like right now and how has it evolved and how has it changed since you first started lifting? Right now, my lifting program is four days a week. And we're, we're on the basics of movement, but in a very athletic way. So uh, plenty of squatting, deadlifting, working through right now a cycle of pull-ups or chin-ups, and then also doing bench. And of course, working through some rotational stuff and lots of great accessory lifts and working with an incredible coach, um, Jay Morgan, who is out in DC at Urban Athletic Club. It's a black owned gym. It's an amazing program and he's absolutely brilliant. And that is my priority right now is continuing to increase my athleticism. However, boxing is life. So in order to put out the best product possible, I am also taking part in at least two bash boxing workouts a week so that I can continue to create that programming and then of course doing mitt work or sparring at least once a week. And I'd say the greatest evolution in my fitness regimen and my training is putting sleep over socially working out with people because <laughs> in 2018, 2019, your girl was running around all of the DMV doing every yep. single workout possible <laughs> because I just love to move. And then I wasn't getting any gains and I was like, all right, it's time to make the priority and I can cycle on and off of that. So I'm getting at least six workouts in a week. And then I'm also coaching six to seven classes a week. We often talk about the 360 of training. So not just the physical aspect, but as you were mentioning, like the recovery portion. Um, but also we talk a lot about the mental aspect of training. So for you, is it similar when you're doing like your boxing training versus weightlifting mentally, or do you have to kind of like prep yourself differently for the two? My competitive spirit is that I'll die before you outwork me. It's just, <laughs> yes, I, I will work it. absolutely so hard if there's someone beside me working hard. You know, that's why we love group energy too. It's like, it fuels you in the most supportive way, but also you're like, I see you over there and I'm about to one up you. <laughs> yeah. It's great to step into training and literally be like, I know myself, I know what's about to come of this. Or there's beauty in the anxiety of it too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't know about this. And I just love that feeling because I'll never take movement for granted. The anxiety of whether I can do it well or not, or the confidence that comes from it, I will never take it for granted. And being injured or being under recovered, you really miss the moments where you were thriving and you're like, okay, it's time to lock in so that we can continue to thrive. That competitive spirit that you're describing, I'm so interested to hear from you, Monica. I heard recently that when it comes to the competitive motivation, there's two camps. So you either love to win or you hate to lose. And whichever one you fall into is like what drives you most. And, and it was basically saying, once you figure out which one that is, there's no shame in either. There's no better or worse. But which one do you think it is for you? 
Oh my gosh, I have never been faced. This is a hard question because I feel like both exist, right? But I am going to pick one. And I love to win. I do. Yeah. Because I don't really hate losing, to be honest. And it's not something that I get comfortable with, but I learn a lesson in every single loss. I call it getting out the mud. Like we learn Mm -hmm. literally from coming from the trenches of whether it's emotional battles or from your toughest workout. Um, And losing to me doesn't actually always correlate to underperforming. Hmm. Sometimes it's just not your time. Someone trained harder. They went harder. Their conditions before they got into the race or the task were just better. And, Hmm. you know, for me, I love to win because I celebrate the wins with the people I care about, whether it's the people that Mm. cross the finish line before or after me, the people who have been training beside me or the people who just support me. Honestly, winning for me represents brown girls winning. It represents women winning. It represents more than just me. And I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we love to see it. That's a great answer. Yes. We are going to take a short break, but don't go too far away because we are going to be right back. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sweat the Details. I think we're we're having so much fun. Um, I know. <laughs> but I think this is a perfect time to go into a game that we have um, to play, Monica, called This or That. So just like a fitness rapid fire type of game. Let's get it. We'll start off with the easy one. Group workouts or solo workouts? Group workouts. Jump rope or box jumps? Oh, Jump rope. Front squats or the traditional back squat? Ooh, the front squats all day. They're so great. Why? Uh, The counterweight really allows for me to just feel really grounded and I'm just loving them so much. Dumbbells or kettlebells? Kettlebells. So technical, so awesome just to be able to do different things and, and really build a solid, solid synergy in your body. Clean and jerk or a snatch? I'm going to put the snatch over the clean and jerk because it is something that I really am honoring and looking towards. I attempted to barbell snatch back in 2016 and I was going to a random CrossFit gym that I found on Groupon (laughs) (laughs) and I nailed a, a snatch like adventurously. And that was really cool for me because I was like, oh, I just approached the bar and did it. And I also had a black female coach leading the class, which I was like, wow, I never expected to walk into this. So it was really cool. And um, it was an empowering moment that I'm really looking forward to getting back to with greater technique and discipline. Early workout or evening training session? Early workouts because as much as I think that more food in the evening would fuel me to perform better, 
my grip is just trash later in the day. And also like, it's just, there's so much of a chance that it won't get done. I have to do it early. Awesome. Monica, thank you so, so much for coming on Sweat the Details and talking to us about everything strength training, but also just, you know, giving us all those little life tips and refreshers that we definitely needed to hear. It was much appreciated. Yes, I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy this episode as much as we did. So please do come back to Sweat the Details anytime you want. Yes. Oh my gosh. Y'all really boosted my life. I want to thank you both so much for taking the time to um, actually get to know me. That's really wonderful. And this was so empowering and I'm ready to go empower more women. So thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you again to Monica Jones for being such a wonderful guest and sharing her journey with us. Yes, thank you, Monica. Uh, She was so much fun to speak to. She had such an inspiring story and she also just had me ready to just like go into the gym and throw some weight around. Um, But also, you know, she spoke about uh, the injury that she had and just being able to like hear her come back, see where she is today was super inspiring because I too recently had an injury and like it's always just nice to have like that motivation around you when you're trying to get back into a routine and into fitness. Hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I really loved Monica's just encouraging energy. I feel like she's such a natural encourager and I can only imagine like training with her and being part of her community mm-hmm. would be really fun actually. You know, even though I think sometimes I don't know if you agree, Tamara, but sometimes I think the strength training world has this kind of like intense vibe, which sometimes puts people off. Whereas I felt like with with Monica, it just seemed really fun and accessible and achievable, actually. Yeah, she definitely made it seem like so much fun. And also, like, I just want a track of her, like, giving motivational tips because her voice is so perfectly soothing. You know, I'm like, yes, just like hype me up. I want to I want a playlist of it. Um, so, you know, we always talk about our, our favorite takeaways from each episode. And so I will start. There were so many gems in this conversation, but I think when she said like you know, initially she was kind of just chasing an aesthetic at first when she started like training and then she kind of just shifted into like, I want to be stronger. I want like X, Y, Z performance goal. I loved that because it is so easy just to get like caught up with, like a certain look or something. But I think at the end of the day, you know, just being like, I'm stronger, I'm faster. In her case, like, you know, I'm a more powerful lifter. I'm a more powerful boxer. I think those are so much more important. And then also just like her stressing how important recovery is in her routine and just in general. I was like, yes, because I feel like people don't do it enough. Mm. Yeah, we're both probably guilty of that a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I think for me, key takeaways from the episode, as well as her encouragement and energy, was probably her honesty. You know, she was so honest about, you know, we Mm. all have things that we like to do, that we don't like to do. We all have strengths and weaknesses. But sometimes I think we can, yeah, maybe try to cover those up and, and not really lean into that vulnerability of saying, yeah, of course, you know, these things are difficult. These things are hard to do, but I'm still going to do them anyway. I really loved that. I just loved her energy. It's really given me a boost. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who are new listeners, at this point in every episode, Adrian and I check in with one another about our fitness goals and we just get real about our progress. We talk about where we may be struggling and the type of support that we need to achieve our goals. 
Yes. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then over the last few weeks, we have both had our eyes on different goals. Tamara is training for the heptathlon and I am currently training for a PB in the half marathon. So I would love to know how you're doing when it comes to training for your half marathon. Yes. So lots of updates. Uh, There's been a lot of changes actually to my schedule this week and the weather here in the UK is exceptionally bad. So I'm not going to lie. It is really Mm -hmm. trying to bring me down. I'm a fair weather runner. You know, I don't want to be out running in the rain and it's been raining nonstop for days. So there's been a few changes to the schedule, but I'm just going to have to adapt and do my best. So I'll keep you posted. Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously that seems like you can't control the weather too much, um, but you're going to like do what you need to do. But how can we support you as you're approaching race day? I think what I need to focus on right now is what I can control and not the things Mm -hmm. I can't, as you said. So I think how you can help me is maybe, yeah, just giving those reminders of I've put in the work, I've trained, and just trying to eliminate those distractions would be good. I completely agree with you. And I feel like that's such a good tip for just life in general, not even just this race that uh, you have coming up. Like my college coach used to always tell us, like, handle what you can handle because there are so many things out of our control. And like you said, just focus on your running, your training, you know, like you've done so well up to now. So we got you. We're going to like be in your DM reminding you about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And how's everything going with you? How's your training this week for the heptathlon? I just came off a really nice like recovery week, which I love because I feel like it just like has got me ready for this next phase of training. Like I'm just trying to be like confident as similar situation with you, like just like really trusting that what I've done up to now, like has prepared me for what I'm going to do shortly like really trusting that and just staying present and being focused on like each workout but yeah that's where I'm at so great that you're resting and taking that time as you say recovery if you want to perform at your best we all hear it Mm. but often it kind of is the first thing to go so that's awesome that you're feeling rested and ready to get back into your training I'm hoping it's going to be great from here on out onwards and upwards strength for your hip And do you need anything from us? What can we do to help you stay calm in this moment? Yeah, you know, I love that question because like, you know, support community is so important. And I'm always like, "Eh, what do I need when you ask me? Um, Yeah, having people remind me to just like, you know, stay present, um, that I'm fine, I'm healthy, I'm strong, kind of just like, what is it, a mantra? (laughs) That's going to be my mantra. You're fine, you're healthy, you're strong. Yeah, just like that type of support right now would be, I think, the most beneficial. Great. Well, I am with you. I love hearing those mantras, those positive words of affirmation. I think that they are really powerful. And we also want to hear about listeners and how you're all doing too. So please do reach out to us on social. If you reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adrienne underscore LDN. Yes, we want you to cheer us on for our goals, but we also want to do the same for you. So definitely share them with us. And as Adrian said, if you want to reach out directly, you can find me on Instagram at Tams Going Ham and on Twitter at Tamara Pridget. That's it for this week's episode, but don't forget to listen next week when we are speaking with Dr. Joanna Skur, researcher of breast health, on how important a good sports bra is for your performance. I'm so excited. I can't wait for next week to come. But until then, stay tuned in, stay motivated. And don't forget to sweat the details. Bye, everybody. Bye.
If you liked what you heard on the show, subscribe for free or follow the show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Sweat the Details is a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. Our show is hosted by me, Tamara Pridgett. And me, Adrienne Herbert. Our executive producers are Jess Schreibstein, Giselle Lewis-Archibald, and Molly Socia. Our supervising producer is Maya Cole. Our producers are Ellen Kaplan and Kellyanne Toll. Our assistant producers are Natalia Tamayo and Bella Walko. And our sound editor and engineer is Sarah Gibble-Laska. Keep up with the latest news in women's fitness by following Under Armour Women on Instagram at Under Armour Women. 